Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is going to be a long one, so prepare yourselves. Have you ever heard of the Heiwala Wuza in a local tongue of Swat? The name means monster goat. According to local legends, this beast goat is able to walk on its hind legs and towers over eight feet tall. To make matters worse, this beast is believed to be a meat eater. Just two days ago, a famous traveler vlogger by the name of Nasir Ahmed simply disappeared while on the tour of the northern areas of Pakistan. He was last seen heading into the forest, after which he simply vanished. The local police department conducted a search for Nasir. However, out of the five members of the search party, only three returned. The three remaining party members were so shaken up that they were sent to a rehabilitation center to recover from whatever they had witnessed. Afterwards, the search was immediately called off, and the two officers along with Nasir were labeled as dead. The forest was declared too dangerous to venture into. Obviously, much of this was kept hidden from the public eye, and only the disappearance of Nasir was disclosed. I, too, was only able to get information about the disappearance of Nasir and had no clue about what had happened to the search party. My name is Omar and I am a private investigator. I am not a huge name in the area, but I have worked on several notable cases in the past. At first, the disappearance of Nasir did not spark my interest. It seemed like an ordinary missing persons case to me, and I was pretty sure the locals would handle it. My view was quickly changed when Nasir's family approached me and were willing to pay a good amount of money to find their son. I couldn't possibly say no to that offer. So, I packed my bags and flew to the village of Swat where Nasir was last seen. The village was situated near a giant forest which extended all the way to the mountains beyond. The village itself wasn't huge. About 150 or so people lived there. The villagers seemed pretty lively. Some were laughing and some few elders were sitting on their porches, discussing about politics. As I entered the village, an elderly person who looked like the village chief saw me and made his way towards me. Salam beda. I am the chief of this village. I'm Jad Khan. What brings you here to our fine village? Asked the chief. The chief was wearing a big brown coat over his traditional clothes. He also had a muffler around his neck, which was weirdly wrapped around like it was hiding a big bulge there. I thought to ask him about it, but decided against it, as it might sound rude. I showed him my badge and card. I am Private Investigator Omar, and I have taken over this case to find Nasir. Can you tell me what happened to him? The chief signed. It was terrible. We warned him about the Wozai in the forest, but he didn't listen to us. 
I am afraid he might be dead. The police search party also met the same fate. Hold on a second. What is this wooza you are talking about? And what about this search party? I heard no such thing. I questioned, clearly puzzled by the new information. Beta, the wooza is a local beast that dwells in the forest in front of us. It has caused no harm to us all these years as we never dared enter its domain. I'm afraid I can't say that will happen in the future as the beast has been disturbed. Okay, that made no sense at all. A mysterious beast that lives there and no one knows about it? Yeah, right. What's next to come? Aliens? So we see the monsters that live under the bed, right? Don't mock the beast. All the people here are well versed in what it is capable of, and I suggest you take it seriously, said the chief in an angry voice. Feeling that I won't get anywhere with the chief, I apologized for my statement and asked about the search party he mentioned before. A day after the traveler went missing, the police sent a search party for him. They too ignored my warnings about the beast and ended up in a messy state with only three returning out of the five sent. Those that returned lost their minds after that. I tried to absorb what he had just said. So a police search party was sent in, but they failed miserably. Judging by his response, they won't be in any condition to ask them questions. It's always these outsiders that disrupt our peace and dwell in that forest. I'd say good riddance to them. The beast is doing a good service for us by keeping them away stated the chief in a casual way. That was an odd statement coming especially from the leader of the people here. I see. Is it alright if I look around and see if anything gives me answers? I asked. By all means, you are welcome to stay here as our guest. But I must warn you not to enter the forest, for it might spell certain death on you, said the chief. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Now, if you excuse me, I have some matters to attend to. Badar here will show you to your spare room. A man, who must have been Badar, took a hold of my stuff and took it to the building next to me. With a final nod, the chief walked away. The exchange with the chief left me a bit confused. I knew one thing for certain, and that was that these villagers believed in some weird legends. I went to the room where Badar took my stuff and started to unpack. I decided that I would start by asking some questions from the villagers, and then proceed to the park to look for clues. I took out my notepad and went to the nearest house. After about an hour of questioning, it became apparent that these villagers believed too much in this beast nonsense. All of them stated that it was the work of the beast in the forest, and I should avoid going there. Their cheerful faces were replaced with terror when they explained about the beast. My guess was that a wild bear must have shown up some time ago, and these villagers labeled it as a beast. Realizing that any further questioning would be pointless, I decided to simply find clues in the forest. By the time I got back to my room, it was already late afternoon. I picked up my backpack and made sure that I had my bear trap. The last thing I needed was a wild bear to chase me down. I decided not to tell the chief about entering the forest, or else he would have thrown a fit. I exited my room and found Badar standing nearby. 
I asked him about the chief, and he told me that the chief had gone to the neighboring village. It wouldn't be back until tomorrow. Well, that saves me a lot of trouble. I left Badar and got near the entrance of the forest. A voice called out from behind me. Where are you going, Beta? The Wuza will get you if you venture there. Again with this? I turned around and saw that it was one of the village elders. I knew he would prevent me from entering the forest, so I simply said I was looking at the trees of the forest, as I found them lovely. I wasn't sure if the lie would work, but the elder seemed pleased by my response, and once again advised me not to enter the forest. After that, he walked back to his house. After making sure that no one would stop me, I took a deep breath and entered the forest. The trees blocked out much of the sunlight, and it was much damper here. From where I stood, the forest extended far beyond what I could see. I started looking around and searching for clues which could guide me where Nasir would have gone. A few feet away where I stood, I saw a gleam of silver. I made my way over to it and saw a small silver keychain stuck to the tree. Below that on the mud was a dried-out footprint which I assumed was Nasir's. Beyond that, I found a few more footprints leading into the depths of the forest. I started following the footprints, and only stopped when the forest growth had thickened. I took out the bear trap that I had brought with me, and set it up in this spot. It was well hidden, and any unsuspecting predator, especially a wild bear, would get caught by it. Satisfied, I continued following the footprints. By this time, I had a few more footprints that had joined with the initial tracks, which I assumed were the search parties. Throughout my time following the prints, I saw nothing out of the ordinary in the forest. The only thing that bothered me was that I had not seen a single animal or bird since I had entered the forest, and I found that quite odd. Usually such a forest is filled with wildlife, but not this one. I removed the thought from my mind as thinking about it won't help me in this case. I followed the foot... You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts for what seemed about 30 minutes until they eventually stopped. I took a look at my surroundings and found that I had entered a clearing. In front of me was a giant river that flowed to either side. Beyond the river, the forest continued onward. I decided to take a short break to gather what I had learned. The sun was getting lower by the minute, so I needed to be quick about things. As I was looking around, a small cave-like structure caught my attention. It was just beyond the river and was almost completely hidden by the forest growth. I wouldn't have seen it if it hadn't been for a silver gleam that caught my eye. The river current wasn't fast, so I managed to cross the river with ease. I got near the structure and realized that the silver gleam was from a keychain. It was the same keychain I had seen before, 
Was Nasir guiding me somewhere? I had questions, but I needed to first check out the cave. I moved the vines covering the entrance and was greeted by a dark hole. I took out my flashlight and turned it on. The light entered the cave and illuminated a straight path for me. From the looks of it, it was empty. I entered the cave and just a few steps later I reached the end. Around that spot, the ground was covered by a dark liquid. I scraped some of it with my finger and sniffed it. It was oil. Gears shifted in my mind and the picture became clear. My guess was that the villagers discovered an oil leak and were keeping it a secret from the authorities. Nasir must have found out about this, and he marked the entrance so that he could easily find it again, but he was caught. The police must have had a cover story, and the additional footprints must have been a cover-up. With this turn of events, I quickly exited the cave. It had gotten almost dark at this point, so I decided to head back through what I believed was a shorter route. I quickened my pace so that I could exit this forest early. I believed I had the evidence, but the question still remained about Nasir's whereabouts. I didn't get to think about it as I tripped over a soft rock and my knee hit the base of a nearby tree. Pain shot up my leg and I cursed myself for being careless about my footing. I slowly got up and looked at the rock from where I had tripped. It was not a rock. Even under the fading light, I could clearly see that it was a human foot. I took a step back, trying to process what I saw. After a full ten seconds, I made my way back to the severed foot. The foot hadn't started to decay properly, and much of the skin was still intact. Its condition stated that it had been here for a few days. I was in shock. Why was there a fresh human foot in the middle of the forest? Was it Nasir's? And what are these villagers even up to? I had so many questions and no answers for them. By this time, it had gotten dark. I left the foot there and continued on my way back. I needed to get out of there as fast as possible. I had been walking for quite some time now, and there was no sign of the forest ending. I was completely lost at this point. I can't die out here. I'm too young for that thing, I muttered to myself. Just a few steps later, a sick, rotting smell entered my nostrils. I almost wanted to puke at the stench was so overpowering. It seemed to be coming from somewhere straight ahead. I slowly made my way towards it, and after moving a few feet, a hideous sight greeted me. Just a few feet ahead was a giant tree, and hanging from its branches were three mangled corpses. That wasn't even the most frightening part of what I saw. At the base of the tree stood the biggest black goat I had ever seen in my life. Its back was towards me, so I don't think it got sight of me. I tried to process what I was seeing, but my mind had completely gone blank. In all of my previous cases, never had I seen such a thing. I knew I just had to leave as fast as possible. I took a step back and then another. I slowly backed away, but then suddenly a twig snapped under my feet. Quick as lightning, the goat's head turned in my direction. It then turned its body in my direction and our eyes met. A second passed and then another, but the goat didn't move. 
Under the moonlight, I could see that the goat had a big tumor on its neck, which made its neck swell up. What's more was that the front legs resembled that of a wolf, is that I could see claws at the end. What in the world was I even looking at? To answer my thoughts, the goat snarled at me and I caught a glimpse of its razor-sharp teeth. Did the goat start to get taller? No. As I watched, the goat slowly started to stand on its hind legs and let loose a roar that turned my blood cold. That was my cue. I bolted away from this monstrosity and into the forest. Behind me, I could hear the thundering of its footsteps as it chased me. I tried to get it off my tail by taking sharp turns, but the beast persisted. It was out for blood. Just then, I once again tripped, but this time my shoe came off as well, and fell hard on the ground. I turned around and the beast was behind me. I backed away into a tree. My heart was pounding fast. I knew this was the end for me, and cursed my stupidity for ignoring the villagers' warnings. The beast didn't attack me. It growled at my exposed foot and started to circle around me. What was it waiting for? Just finish me already. But the beast kept its distance from me. I tried to follow its movement, my exposed foot still outstretched. Suddenly, I heard a snap followed by a louder roar from the beast. I don't know what was happening as the beast howled in pain, and then I saw it. The bear trap I had set up before had closed shut around the beast's left foot. Realization hit me. I placed the trap near the entrance of the forest, so I must be getting close. While the beast was distracted and trying to remove the trap, I made a dash towards the direction I believed was the entrance. A few moments later, I heard a roar from behind me and knew the beast had removed the bear trap. I didn't look back and focused all my energy on getting out. I saw a clearing up ahead and jumped out of the forest and landed onto the road. I took in my surroundings and realized that this was the road I used to get to the village. Rustling noises from behind me brought back my attention to the situation I was in. The beast was now back on all fours and was closing in. It stopped at the edge of the forest and started sniffing the ground. It growled at the ground and then made eye contact with me. I was completely frozen in fear and my legs refused to move. The beast stood up on its hind legs and let out a bone-chilling roar. I thought it now was going to pounce on top of me, but the beast simply turned around and went back into the forest. I oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I think I must have blacked out after that because the next thing I knew, I woke up in a room. It was definitely not the one I was given in the village as it was much bigger. As my eyes adjusted, I noticed a man sitting in a chair next to the bed. It was Badar. Noticing I was awake, he hastily got up from his chair. Thank goodness you are awake. You have been asleep for the past two days. 
What on earth were you thinking of entering the forest? Were you crazy? You could have been killed. I had been asleep for two days. It was hard to digest that. Then again, encountering that monster was even harder. Uh, I apologize for not taking your warning seriously, but due to the nature of my job, I had to check it out for myself. Bedar looked like he wanted to say something on hearing my reply, but decided against it, and quietly sat down on the chair again. I couldn't believe I had made it out alive. The bear trap I had placed had been my saving grace, but the beast's peculiar behavior puzzled me. Why didn't it kill me when I tripped over? It clearly could have, but it stayed away as if it was afraid. Bedar, when the beast was chasing me, I tripped over and fell. I even lost my shoe. It could have easily killed me, but it stayed away as if it was afraid. Then again, when I exited the forest, it never left the forest but stayed inside. Do you have any ideas why it could have done that? I honestly wasn't expecting an answer to that. It was a stupid question and Bedard wouldn't possibly know the answer. However, it looked like I was mistaken. Bedard was acting uneasy after hearing the question. Although this is a village secret, I suppose I could tell you this since you were the only one who made it back out alive. Wait, only one? Does that mean no one else ever returned back from the forest? I had more questions, but decided to listen to Badar. He continued. The beast has been here for as long as I know. It never harmed us, for it never left the forest, but concerns were growing that one day it would strike and wipe us out. So the chief at the time organized a hunting party with about 20 men strong. That day, the men went to go hunt the beast, and it was a disaster. The beast picked off the men one by one. Only one had made it out alive, and it was Mr. Amjad Khan, our current chief. How did he make it back out alive? I cut him. I'm getting there. The chief told us that for some odd reason... The Wuza stayed away from the feet of the men it killed. Observing this, the chief took off his shoes and the Wuza kept its distance from him, all the while snarling at him. That's how he escaped. I tried to make sense of what Badar told me. It sounded ridiculous, but at the same time true as well. The beast only stayed away from me because I lost my shoe. I see. And what did the beast not leaving the forest... Do you know anything about that? That I'm afraid I don't know. Badar's reply wasn't entirely convincing, but I didn't push on. Is the chief back yet? I have some questions for him, I asked. Yes, he arrived earlier today. He's probably back at the place where you were found. I thanked Badar and left for the place immediately. Just as Badar predicted, the chief was at the same spot. I walked up to him, and before I could say anything, he spoke. So, you made it back out alive. I warned you of the consequences, and you didn't listen to a word. He was definitely mad. Yes, but I needed proof to believe your stories about the beast. And now that I have seen it, I'll be more careful. Bah, in any case, you are back. What did you find in the forest? He turned towards me and had a weird look on his face. As if he was mocking me, something told me that I shouldn't bring up about the oil I'd found there. Just trees. Lots of trees and a big mad goat. 
I replied. Before the chief could say anything, someone called for him. Excuse me, I have matters to attend to. As he started to walk, I noticed that he was limping. He looked like he had some injury on his left foot. What happened to your foot? I asked. Nothing serious. A dog just bit me when I was away, replied the chief in a frustrated voice. When he was gone, I realized one thing. I needed to leave this village as soon as possible. The injury the chief stated as a dog bite was absolutely false. No dog bite I know of looked like that. From what I could tell, it looked like the chief had stepped on a bear trap.